This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita's Old Cowtown Museum director, Jackie Gerzen. Welcome to Issues 2021, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me. And I say Old Cowtown Museum director, not meaning you're old, but Old Cowtown Museum. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to insult you. Let's let's begin with a little background. How, how long have you been with Cowtown now? Uh, I started part-time with Cowtown in November of 2007. And then I went uh, full-time as the volunteer coordinator in 2011 and got promoted to director in 2016. Right, going right up the ladder there. What, what, did you do yep. be- what did you do before that, Jackie? Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom before I started working here. Really? Wow. Yep. But do you have an yeah. educational background or something that would equip you to be a uh, museum? History. Okay. Yeah, my bachelor, oh, I've got a bachelor's in history. There so. you go. That would do it. Uh, yep. So have you had a good experience with Cowtown? Oh, I love it here. It's, yeah, it's one of the best places you could possibly be. It really is. It's such a cool place. You get to teach history every day, and the staff and the volunteers were like a family, and you can't replace that. It's one of the most unique places in the world, I would I would where, say. Where are you from originally, then? Uh, I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota, is okay. where I was born. Okay. And then, uh, I've, but I've lived in Wichita since I was 10, so oh. basically from Wichita. And where did, <laughs> where did this interest in history come from? When, when did you first realize that? Uh, that was my mom. She used to, when we'd go on road trips, we stopped at every historical marker. Um, she taught me about history, about women's history, Uh, One of our favorite places to go was Hannibal, Missouri, because that's where Mark Twain was from. And so we'd learn all about him. And, yeah, she just really instilled in me how important it was. And then when I was in high school, I won the National History Day competition and got to go to Washington, D.C. and was like, yep, this is what I want to do forever. (laughs) Now, that Washington will get you hooked. And I I went to my brothers and I visited Hannibal when when we were kids, too. Uh, Yeah, that's such a neat place. It is. It is. Hey, tell us a, a little bit about the museum. How did, how did Cowtown Museum come about? Uh, Cowtown started in the 1950s. It was actually the um, incorporated in 1950 and opened to the public in 1955. And it started basically as a way to preserve our local history. So uh, there's a couple of interesting stories. One, we have the first house uh, ever in Wichita, the Munger House. And it was um, inside of a mansion called Lakeside Mansion. And when they were tearing that down, they wanted to preserve the original Munger house that was inside. So that was moved to Cowtown or what was going to become Cowtown. And then um, the church that we have was one that Marshall Murdoch, who started the Wichita Eagle in uh, 1872, his son Victor remembered the church building from his childhood and said, if anything ever happens, we need to make sure that we preserve that building. I don't want anything to happen to that building. Well, Victor passed on, and then there was a fire in the church, and his friends remembered what he said about wanting to preserve that building, so then that building came to Cowtown along with a house that was with it that at the time was called the Parsonage, but we found out later had a much cooler history to it. Um, it actually belonged to one of the first African-American families in Wichita. And I guess because it was donated in the 50s, they kind of glossed that over and just said, here's the church and here's the Parsonage. And then when our curator started doing research, I think it was around 2011, discovered through census records and address records that that actually was one of the first African-American homes. And the church was used as a boarding house, the, what they called the first colored boarding house wow. back then. 
So oh, that's got a really cool go. history to it, too. Yeah. And, and the other one that was a house that was actually within a house. They built a house around a house. Is that what they did? They did, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Mr. Munger built the Munger house in 1868, and then he sold it to W.C. Woodman in, I think, 1874. I could be off on that. And Woodman proceeded to build a mansion that he called the Lakeside Mansion around that house. Our administration building is actually modeled on the mansion that was built around the Munger house. Now, is the museum near the actual spot where Wichita began as a town? I understand it was first a trading post and then became a town. Is it pretty close to the Right. Spot? Uh, the first house, like the Munger house, was at 9th and Waco. So that was kind of kind of the center of town at the time. So we're a little bit off, but not very far. Mm-hmm. We're not terribly far from where Wichita started. Now, how is uh, how is the museum financed? How do you pay for the operation day to day? The city of Wichita funds our operations, mm-hmm. so most of our expenses are paid for by the city of Wichita. We also have a nonprofit board that is um, responsible for the collection, and they supply money for our educational programs and to support our volunteers and our volunteer programs. And uh, is it an admission charge as well? Is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we um, charge $9 for adults, $8 for seniors, 7 for older kids, and 6 for little kids. Okay. And then really little kids get in for free. So, Talk about the uh, COVID pandemic and its impact on Cowtown's operation. That was a big blow to us. We ended up being closed for two and a half months um, during the pandemic. Um, we're now open. We've been open uh, regular hours. We still have the mask mandate in place, as long as the county has that in place, we'll have, you know, we'll require mask wearing here. We did have to close a few of the buildings because they were too small uh, to allow social distancing. So we, we've kept those closed. We had to modify how our saloon was run. We've definitely seen a drop in attendance, you know, as people are being cautious and staying home and, and everything. So we're hoping that we'll be able to, to bounce back this year especially toward the later part of the year. We did have to cancel some of our events uh, last year as well, including our Christmas event, which was very sad. It was our 45th year of doing the Christmas event, and we weren't, we weren't able to have that. So hopefully the end of this year will we'll, uh, bring a lot of good things. <laughs> well, uh, right. But uh, as far as attendance is concerned, what is usual for uh, attendance at Cowtown in a year's time? Uh, right around between sixty-five and 70,000. Okay. Is usually what we get per year. A little bit lower this past year, then. Okay. Oh, much lower. <laughs> it was depressing when I ran the numbers for right. 2020. It was like we're just going to not count that. <laughs> well, you're not alone. That's for sure. What about yeah. what about the impact on your employees? Did you have to lay somebody off, or did you? We did. Yeah, unfortunately, we did have to uh, lay off one employee, um, mm-hmm. and we ended up having to cut hours for some of our part-time seasonals yeah. before the end of the year. But um, it looks like we'll, we'll be okay for our part-time seasonals. We're not going to be able to bring back that full-time position, though, with the way the budget looks for this year. So. Anybody, is that a possibility of working from home in, in, in Cowtown's operation or not? Uh, yeah, we did have, uh, when we closed down, um, most of the staff, except for myself and our farm manager, did a majority of their work from home. Mm, okay. Well, now, are things beginning to open up for you? Are things looking better, you think? I think so, yeah. I'm I'm really excited. We've uh, designed this uh, third Sunday vendor fair that we're doing this year, and the response to that from local vendors has just been amazing. I mean, people are itching to have something to do, you know, with all the craft fairs being closed and, 
and not having any rent fairs and things like that that people normally go to, uh, the vendors are pretty excited. And we decided as a service to the community, we're not charging any kind of fee. We're just letting them come and, and sell their wares to try to help people get back on their feet. So I'm sorry, how does that work? Did you, did they they come in and uh, vendors come in and just, as you say, sell their, their wares then in, inside? Yep, they, they come in and set up their tents and set up their tables, and our guests get to come in and do all the shopping that they want to all day long. <laughs> okay. And is that every Sunday? Uh, it's the third Sunday of every month. Third Sunday of every month. Okay, very good. Yep. Now, t- now tell us about uh, uh, your other your big events that you either had or you're going to have this year. What do we, <laughs> what do we got to look forward to then? We have got a ton of events planned for this oh, year. Good. And that was a lot of it had to do with um, we did have to cancel some events that were basically brand new to us. Last year, we didn't get to hold them, and so we were kind of frustrated and said, well, you know what, let's just see how many we can, you know, we can fit in there. So we have, um, starting off with our Civil War weekend at the end of April, we've got that. We have our children's storybook event in May, which is called Once Upon a Time, and that one's really fun. We have characters from all sorts of different stories that that, uh, appear that the kids can interact with. We have a yellow brick road and all the characters from Wizard of Oz. And we have Little Red Riding Hood and a big bad wolf and the whole (laughs) cast of Alice in Wonderland and uh, Tom and Huck from uh, Tom Sawyer. So we have really uh, interactive stuff for the kids to do. And we're planning some social media stuff to go with that, to introduce kids to some of the stories and to kind of build that up. And then um, we're bringing Little House on the Prairie back. We tried that a few years ago, and it uh, got iced out. We tried it at the beginning of April, and we had a freak ice storm, and and so we didn't get to have that the way we wanted. So we're bringing that one back. Um, another exciting thing we have is we have the Kansas State Cowboy Fast Rock Com- uh, Championship in June. So that's one that we're super, super excited about bring in groups from all over the region to compete in a fast draw competition. Mm-hmm. And then we have our regular events like Celebrate America, Steampunk, uh, National Day of the Cowboy. We've got People of the Plains, which is, has been a very popular event. Um, and that kind of brings in different groups. Like we've got Buffalo Hunters and Native Americans. We've got the Buffalo Soldiers, Civil War Soldiers, and then all the townspeople. So it's it's kind of the story of everybody who helped make the West what it is. You do, That's what people of the plains is. Do you, also, yeah. do you do something for, for, for holidays, like do you have something for Halloween, something for Christmas? Christmas as we well. do. Yeah. Our Halloween event is called Hey Hose and Halloween. And um, it's our children's trick-or-treating event. So we do that for two days and decorate the whole town for Halloween. The Headless Horseman rides through town. Um, we have a zombie gunfight. We have dancers in the streets. Um, all sorts of really neat stuff for the kids. And then we have an adult one now. We started an adult one. That was one good thing that came out of 2020 was we started an adult Halloween event. So we had a band and drinks and a haunted house set up, and um, it was a lot of fun. You're listening to Issues 2021 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita's old Cowtown music director, uh, museum director, Jackie Gerson. Uh, where do, uh, Jackie, where do Cowtown visitors come from? We have quite a few people that come from here in Wichita, but a lot of our visitors uh, are from out of town. So we have visitors from about 55 different countries from all 50 states. We've had people 
traveling. There was one guy that came from Alaska, and his only purpose of coming to Kansas was just to come to Cowtown. So we get visitors from all over the place. We have a lot from uh, Germany, and um, I'm not really sure why, but but Mm. people from Germany love the Old West, I guess. So we get a lot of great visitors from Germany that are real fun to talk to, and um, but we do have a lot of local support too. We have a lot of regulars that are from Wichita that we've gotten to know either by site or by social media. <laughs> before before we go any further, I think we were talking about uh, events and so forth. It might be well just to to pitch that web your web page real quick because I know you got all your information on there. What is it? What we is do. And um, the most up-to-date information is on our Facebook page, which is just Old Cowtown Museum. Okay, and then okay. we also have our website is www.oldcowtown.org. Tell us about uh, the use of Cowtown as a film set. Um, it has been used in multiple movies. Uh, we just recently had a, a premiere for a movie that was filmed here called Death Alley. But it's also been used um, in the time I've been here for several uh, independent films. There's one called Wichita, one called Bender. Um, we've been in documentaries through the History Channel, the Travel Channel, and then there were some uh, bigger names back in the um, back in the um, '90s. They did uh, the Sarah Plain and Tall films that had uh, Glenn Close and Christopher Walken in them, and those were filmed out here. They were. Yeah, I can attest yep. to that because I used to run right past there, over there, you know, over on the river where the where the path is. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, the yeah the bike path. One one afternoon while I was running, I looked over there, and sure enough, there was Glenn Close in the street, and they were filming it. And I just stopped to watch for a little bit, and I said, "Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, sounds like fun." That's cool, and I continued my run. Uh, <laughs> how do you work with other Wichita museums? Uh, do you coordinate tours and other visits? Things like that? Yeah, we certainly do. We've got uh, some with uh, the Wichita Sedgwick County Historical Museum. We do joint school trips with them, uh, also with Botanica, since they're, you know, our close neighbor. Um, And we've helped out with some events over at Museum World Treasures. They're just the nicest people. So we try to work with the other institutions in the community as much as we can. Do you entertain schools for educational visits? Oh, yes. Yeah, we have a lot of schools. Obviously, the pandemic slowed that down, so we don't have any of those right now. But usually we see a lot of school children. Usually we have four or five schools out here a day during the spring, during April and May. Were they primarily from Wichita, or are you getting people from out in the county and other counties for for the educational part of it? Yeah, we get a lot of kids from Sumner County, and those are a lot of the joint programs that we do with Wichita Sedgwick County Historical Museum. Um, but then we also have all the Wichita schools, Mays, Derby, Goddard, all those surrounding okay. districts. Now, what do uh, visitors say is the favorite, their favorite part of the Cowtown visit? Is there one or two things that they, that they say stands out? Um, a lot of the people love to see, like, the crafts and the things um, that... Uh, that we've got on grounds like the print shop when there's the printer printing in the print shop or there's the blacksmith is at work. Blacksmith is hugely popular with everybody. Um, those are the kind of, of standout things, those in the shows. Um, and unfortunately we haven't had those for a while. The Dixie Lee saloon girls uh, probably won't be out until fall. Um, and our Victorian dancers, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to perform yet. Basically it all just depends on, the path of COVID. <laughs> oh, I know. Everything does, it seems. Um, tell us about uh, Cowtown's 
availability for for private events, Jackie? Uh, we have pretty good um, pretty good availability because of um, the amount of buildings that we have. So we offer up our visitor center, and it's the most popular wedding location just because it's on the river. It's beautiful. And then we also have, we offer weddings in our little church, which are for smaller weddings. And then we have our theater, which um, is kind of a mid-sized venue. And then you can also rent the saloon if you want to and our dance hall. So we have a couple different options depending on the size of your event and, and what you need. We've got many different options to suit you. Well, we also offer a full rental of the grounds, but that's really expensive. It is? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I was just thinking that uh, my class, uh, my high school reunion, our first, uh, our 10-year reunion, our first reunion was held at Cowtown. We, uh, oh, cool. We graduated from Form West, which is not too far from there. And uh, yeah. uh, Cowtown was close to our house. We were pioneers, you know. So oh, we course. We had the 10-year uh, and... I think you gave us the run of the place, so we probably spent too much money. But no, we, <laughs> it may not have been as expensive. Well, we we were good. We had great weather, and we just had a terrific evening. And so, oh, you know, if the weather great. cooperates, you're going to do fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's one of our biggest things is is the weather. We always have an eye on the weather. <laughs> well, uh, tell us about uh, you've got a farm there, right? Tell me about the farm. Yes. Yeah, we do. We've got um, our 1880s DeVore farm that's obviously sponsored by the DeVore family, which is why it's named that. And it includes a farmhouse that dates to 1884 that was uh, built by Homer Smith, actually. And then it has several outbuildings. Uh, We have a paddock and a pasture where we've got our cow, Rosie. She's very popular. She's (laughs) a sweetheart. And then we have a chicken coop and a a lot of ornery chickens in there. Um, and we have room for some expansion um, to hopefully add some more animals later. I I, I like the uh, the grain elevator. I don't know why, but it, uh, that's it, it, uh, that fascinates me. Uh, where did that come from? Is that was that, that brought in? From, yeah, that was brought in from Bentley, and we actually uh, Cowtown won a restoration award for the restoration work on that grain elevator back in the late 1980s, I believe. Okay. And it is the only working grain elevator of its kind in North America. Oh, how about that? Now, when you talk about yeah. restoration, I'm sure that's huge. Uh, you got to keep keep things uh, up up to date even uh, even though they're ancient history. Uh, who, exactly. Who who are the people that do that? And you, you have some pretty skilled craftspeople who help you with that? Yeah, and most of that is done by the City of Wichita Public oh, okay. Works Department. Okay. Yeah. So they uh they do most of the maintenance on the buildings and restoration work that we need done on the buildings. As far as the artifacts go, that just depends on, you know, what it is. We have to find somebody who specializes in whatever type of artifact we're looking at, at restoring or preserving. I was uh, talking with somebody the other day who's a a good friend of mine who's in the, I'm not going to say who it is, but somebody who's in the museum business in Wichita. And we were (laughs) talking about the possibility of, uh, of you, you or somebody bringing a, a, a train in there. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, like, yeah. Like, remember that at, at, at Joyland, they had this train that went around. And I rode it every time, even as an adult, because I just loved it. But is there yeah. any, any plans on doing something like that? Um, it's been talked about, but there's nothing concrete yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, hmm. it's, been, it's been discussed, and it would be really, really cool. Uh, but it, we don't have any firm plans yet. And you talked about it a little bit more, please, about using the the entertainment uh, or the visitor center for entertainment. Because I think uh, I've been to something there where they think with the Prairie Rose people or something like that. 
Um, yeah, many, the visitor just... center. Yeah, the visitor center is a beautiful building. It was built in 2005, and uh, has a beautiful, great room with a big fireplace and a lot of windows. So it makes for a great environment for wedding receptions, uh, weddings, reunions, parties. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it have a kitchen? It doesn't have a full kitchen. Not a full kitchen. It has but... a partial kitchen. Okay. Yeah, it's got a like microwave and a fridge, but no stove. So how many people will that accommodate uh, uh, on a nice party without getting too close to each other? <laughs> about 150. Right, well, okay, very nice. Yeah. Um, tell, tell me about the importance of volunteers and what you in what you do at Countdown. Oh, our volunteers are critical to what we do. They are some of the most dedicated, kind people. Um, we have a group of about 250 to 300 volunteers depending on the year and they do everything from like we've got a cleanup day coming up where they're going to come out and help us clean up the grounds and get ready for the busy season and then they also do things like we've got specialized groups we've got our dance hall girls we've got our um, Victorian dancers we have two different gunfighting groups we have a baseball team Mm. our social club which um they're a group of really nice uh, older ladies. They do sell baked goods and different things, crafts, handmade stuff at different events. Mm. And all the money that they raise, they give back to the museum. Mm. So they've done projects like supplying curtains for buildings, redoing floors, um, supplying paint and different things. So they're a really, really great group. Mm. And then we have the individual volunteers that aren't part of a group, but they still contribute. They come out and do interpretation um, they come out and help us clean. So we're really lucky because with a facility this size and a staff as small as ours is, we really rely on the volunteers to help us fill in kind of the gaps in what we do. Anything new and exciting on the in the plans for the cow, for Cowtown? Right now we've got, uh, we're trying to raise funds to build a carriage works building. And the main impetus for that is that we need more space for what we call our rolling stock collection, which is like wagons, buggies. Uh, we have a 1860s stagecoach yeah. and different things. And all those are not on display right now. They're in a storage building. And so this would give us room to store and display those so the public could actually see them. Plus tell a little bit uh, more of Wichita's story, you know. We don't have, there's a few businesses that we don't have, and a carriage works is one of them. And a carriage works was very important in the city. And we also have a couple buildings that were donated by the family that ran the carriage works. So the McKenzie Carriage Works is the one that we're going to be copying. It was called the Wichita Carriage Works, but it was owned by the McKenzie family. And we have two homes that were donated by them. So it kind of ties in, you know, their donation with also telling their story and telling that piece of Wichita history. And we get to display more pieces for the public to see. Well, it's been a tough year, but uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that we're going to have maybe later this summer, things will start opening up. What do you think? Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> we don't want another year like this, do we? No. <laughs> oh, it's been it's tough. It's so sad. <laughs> it's sad and it's tough. Well, all our best to you. And we appreciate it. As a history buff myself, I appreciate what you're doing there. Used to run around at Cowtown when I was about five or six years old. And so oh. it's been a part of my life of all these many years. And we sure thank you for what you're doing and salute all the volunteers and folks that uh, I just know it's going to be a better year ahead for, for everybody, and especially for you folks at Cowtown. Jackie, as always, thanks for spending some time with us here on The Issue Show. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. All Thank right. you for having me. Then our guest is uh, Wichita's Old Cowtown Museum Director, Jackie Gerzen. That's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.